What's going on? So I actually wanted to talk about what I see as the difference between pickup guys and promoters when it comes to talking to girls. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because in my past video, I talked about how one of the ways to become more natural is to spend time around guys that are that have a different belief than you do, right? And I'm assuming that you feel like you're not natural. If you already feel pretty comfortable around women, then uh, this would still apply. So basically what I'm saying is the time that I spent as a nightclub promoter, which was six months, I made more progress than I did my three years going out with pickup guys. The reason why that was the case is because with pickup guys, it was all thought out. It was all strategic and we were trying to figure things out. We had all these theories and all these things that we we're thinking about, but when it came to the promoters, they would just go out and do it. They weren't thinking about it and you actually learn from experience and you learn from seeing their the way that they carry themselves and you you can feel their energy and you start to pick up on that because the average of the five people you spend the most time with is who you become so if you spend time with guys that are going out there and are social that's who you're going to become so that's why i would say in the nightclub environment, I became very comfortable is simply because I just spent time around those guys and I became one of them. And once you start to identify yourself as one of those guys, whether it's a promoter, and this applies to any area of your life. And I actually picked up on this when I was watching this HBO special with four comedians. It was Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., and Ricky Gervais. And I remember they were talking about what they wanted out of comedy when they first started. And Jerry Seinfeld's answer was really interesting because he said he didn't really care if he bombed on a certain night. The reason was because he just wanted to be one of those guys. He wanted to be a stand-up comedian. He wanted to be someone who was on stage or sharing the stage with people. He wasn't thinking about creating a show or anything like that. He didn't have these big aspirations for that. He just wanted to be one of those guys. And so what happens is if you're a promoter and you become part of the crew, you start acting like them. You start behaving like them. You start thinking like them. You start to pick up on their beliefs. And it becomes a lot easier to go out and have a good time because they're actually optimizing for something different than getting laid, which is what pickup guys are doing, right? It's weird. The reason why it's weird is because pickup guys are going out there with this intention that their number one goal is to go out and pick up girls. And that's just, I mean, that's maybe true for, for a good number of guys that go to bars and nightclubs. But for the promoters, for us, it was kind of like, well... We're here at the nightclub. You know, we have to be here. Let's just have some fun. And let's see how epic of a night we can make it. And 
because we came in with that mentality and it's funny because here's the analogy that I make is with pickup guys, you have an after party and it's literally two guys and a girl and like a half a bottle of wine. And that's the after party in an empty apartment with the promoters. It was like this whole group, you know, like maybe like 20 girls and like 10 promoters. And we're all just having a blast. We're at an after hours club. And maybe we even bounce to someone's house and just continue with the party. The reason I bring this up is because when you think about that, if you're a pickup guy and that's your intention and that's your version of an after party, think about how, how can you even compete with the promoter's version where the girls, what they want is to have a good time. They want to keep the fun going. And for them, sex is secondary because they know they can have it at any time. Then I'm just, I know that's very politically incorrect, but I'm just speaking from the standpoint of how the nightclub environment really was, right? Because the girls, the quote unquote hot girls, they're, they're out there. They're the ones that are, that are valued in that environment, right? Because nightclubs want girls to come to their club because they know that that will attract the guys and the guys will spend money on alcohol. They'll spend money on bottle service. They'll spend money on tables and, and drinks at the bar. So that's why hot girls is kind of like what the whole nightclub scene revolves around. And because of that, Girls are, are very valued, unless there's like an uneven ratio. Maybe there's a lot of girls. And that, this actually happened at one of our clubs where we were actually bringing too many girls to our club. And you're probably thinking and watching this and maybe thinking to yourself, like, where the heck was I? Um, and you're, you're like, where is this club? Uh, I don't think it's like that anymore. But at the time, it was because we didn't have even ratio. We were only paid based on girls. But... Um, but when they, we actually started allowing even ratio at the club, which meant that it was more, uh, equal distribution. But some of the girls were actually saying like, there's not enough guys here. Like it was all girls at the club, uh, which was crazy. It would be literally be like 20 girls and three promoters at the table, uh, some nights. And yeah, that's, that's a crazy ratio. And in that kind of environment, then it's the opposite effect. It's all basically kind of like economics where you have supply and demand. And when you have an excess of supply in one thing, the demand goes up for the other thing. So, you know, if you don't have a lot of one thing, like there's scarcity and there's competition. And because of that, um, Whatever is more scarce is more valued. So let me go back to the point, right? So you have the promoters, you have the pickup guys, and there were some pickup guys or RSD guys that I would go out with at Immersion that really understood it and got it and knew how to make every experience a good time. But most, I would say the majority of guys didn't really get it, and that's why they're in the program in the first place or that's why they're seeking help in the first place 
And so they would try to make it happen, uh, which I acknowledge and I appreciate that. But really the fastest way, if you want to get good fast, is to work at a major nightclub as a promoter. Or just find someone or find a group of guys that are the cool guys. I mean, if you have the opportunity to do that, then then that would be fantastic. And what I would say is actually something that I would even look into is let's say you're starting from scratch and you don't have anything, any resources, uh, you can't become a promoter or anything like that, then I would actually start by networking with some of the guys if you know, talking to girls and the whole thing feels overwhelming. Actually take the time to develop relationships with cool guys too. Because what that does is if you build a relationship with them, they're going to spend time with you and they might even help you out here and there as long as you're not too needy. Don't be needy about it, but just spend time around them and you're going to learn a lot. You don't have to ask. I mean, you could ask for advice here and there, but the main thing is just observing them. And I actually had a roommate. I had multiple roommates because since I was one of the coaches, I would be roommates with the coaches. And that's actually where I learned most of this too, is I saw them and how they behaved and how they interacted with girls. And I picked up on that. And naturally, when I spent more time around them, I would... I would behave in similar ways and the results follow. But I want to go back. I'll just leave you with this. Um, Let's just go back to the original point, which is your environment shapes your beliefs and your beliefs shape, shape your outcomes. So this goes for anything in life. And Tony talks about this one story as well, Tony Robbins, where He's, he was on The View one time, which is that all-women's TV show where there's five women co-hosts. And he was talking about how when he was on the show, the women wanted to lose weight. They had this goal where they all wanted to lose weight. And Tony, he's funny. He said, just promise me one thing, that you're not going to do it together. And they were a little bit in shock, but he was like, here's the thing is that, you know, I, I don't want to sound too direct here, but here's the truth is that you're not masters of your body right now. We can all agree on that. Right. And they agree. And he says, okay, well, here's, what's going to happen is you're going to go to yoga class. You're going to go exercise. You're going to go to the gym for the first few days. And then one of you is going to say, hey, I want to go to Starbucks and get one of those mocha frappuccino deluxes. And then everyone else is going to be like, oh, that sounds so good. Let's go. And so you're actually not really changing your beliefs because you're spending time around people that believe the same thing. So you want to see, you want to observe who are the people that are getting the outcomes that you want. And you want to spend as much time around them. And it's it's regardless of the whole pickup stuff, this applies to anything. If you want to make more money, spend more time around people that make more money. If you want to be more charismatic, then spend time around charismatic people. 
and just be humble and be don't be needy around them just soak it all in and have a good time and that's all i can say so that's it for today we'll talk soon